from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We continue with Jennifer Nelson of Humble Pie Flower Farm in Wisconsin as we talk about her passion and a favorite of many women growers, flowers. Hear about the pragmatics of how the gross income can be much higher per acre for flowers and the satisfaction they bring in raising something that brings such beauty and joy. Jennifer Nelson and her husband co-own Humble Pie Flower Farm in Plum City, Wisconsin, and she also serves as an organic specialist for Moses. Jennifer loves a bright, beautiful sunflower, being outside with her young son, and growing, cooking, and eating good food. We are back with Jennifer Nelson of Humble Pie Farm talking about, I know, one of your favorite topics, Jen, this time, of (laughs) flowers and growing flowers. And you grow such beautiful flowers. I have seen, well, I've only seen pictures, but one day I hope to see it in person there too. However, flowers, what, why? I mean, out of all the things, there's a reason people grow flowers versus vegetables or other things. Yeah. Because you can't eat them, but. No. And it is a different thing. I started out as a vegetable farmer and we do grow some vegetables. Um, Flowers are, well, I, I think like it's pretty it's really pretty practical, the reasoning for growing flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a small space. You can grow a lot of flowers. Mm. Like your, like your you know, gross income per acre is really high on flowers. And you can grow a lot of flowers and sell them. I mean, if you can sell them in a, in a small space. And so that's kind of why we started because we were renting land and, Mm, um, and we did mostly annuals to start and then, you know, made the mixed bouquets and, um, and now we're growing on two acres or so. Um, but still small. Still, yeah. Like in the grand scheme of things, definitely small. And we, we plant pretty intensively on our bed. Uh, I think we have about 150, um, 100 foot by four foot beds. So we, we kind of like rotate through those. Wow. Do you do, Um, is it mostly, um, annuals? Yeah, we've done, now that we own our own land, we've done more perennials, um, more, bulbs um, more spring bulbs we were in the we use low tunnels the elliott coleman low tunnels so that kind of extends our season and um, helps with wind protection but you know just flowers it, it is a different it feels different to grow flowers from food because food is a you know is a different relationship that you have with your with your customer yeah yeah but i think the thing that's really cool about flowers i mean first of all the flower industry in our country is, I mean, 
there's so many chemicals. It's and eighty percent. It's so icky. It's so icky. Yeah, like you know, just people's health in other countries and you that bring are working your with flowers. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. One of our buyers at one of the co-ops, she said one time. I just always think of this. She said, like, we have customers who wouldn't think about eating a conventional banana, a, a non-organic banana, who would just bury their face into these disgusting flowers that have been grown with chemicals and 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 they don't even think about it and and so I think there's you know like an education piece to that sure. so it's pretty wide open it's grown the whole like local flower movement and industry has grown exponentially in the five years that we've been in it um so that's cool and it has its challenges um what are some <clears throat> of your markets now you sell yeah most sale? mostly we sell yep retail retail bouquets so we have like a consistent product and we have a consistent many of our stores have like a set we sell like from june mid-june through october ish and we have like a they have a set amount of bouquets that they order each week and then we can just count on that and that's worked really well for us you don't get the same price point as like direct sales but um but I don't, I don't want to do direct it. sales because it's, it's less reliable and, you know, farmers sure. markets are a whole nother, um, topic and we just so, value our family time and we yeah. want to know. So that, so you, prim- that's your, your bread and butter of the flour sales. That's the bread retail. and butter. I do some, yep. And I do some, then we do some vegetables, which we also sell to a couple of the co-ops in the Twin Cities. Um, and then I do some design work and that's kind of been a self-taught thing that, you know, I was always the person who would do my friend's weddings. And then I have worked with at like a wonderful designer in the last year. Um, and I, I do, I do appreciate that. But again, like I want to sell flowers to the masses. I want, you know, I love the, there's, there's different, you grow different flowers for grocery store bouquets than you grow for design work because you want the flower. I call them the utilitarian flowers. You want you know, lilies and sunflowers and the stuff that's going to hold up in the grocery store bouquets. And we do a lot of that. The design thing is kind of a different, you know, it's different varieties of flowers and it's a different thing. Because it's only meant for one, whatever, one event. Right. Right. And it's, yeah, I mean. I never thought of it there. That makes total sense. It's just so interesting. Like we have, um, we have all this volunteer silver poplar in one of our ditches and a design, this designer that I work with, she came over and she's like, oh, do you have more of this? And I do. I mean, it's just like <laughs> all these volunteer plants. So I've been selling that to the designers cause, and I use it too because they love it and huh. it's pretty. But, it, you know, I never would have known that two years ago. And um, yeah, so the, so the design thing is kind of, I, I guess, you know, like I said, things evolve. I'm very interested in health. I'm very interested in herbs and like how to, um, you know, share health and share our land and um, with others. So, so one of the things that I'm interested in is like, you know, having classes at our farm and, and figuring out how to do that um, and still make money to support our farm mm-hmm. is kind of where I'm at. So. So more like the helping folks understand the design to design their own bouquets or put things together? Yes, that some of that. I, I like that idea. I just, I think that 
Um, and I do some weddings still. I last year I did like I don't know five weddings. This year I'll do. I have four so far on the mm-hmm. on my schedule. Um, so I kind of take them like as they will work for me and as I feel, um, you know, just as they as they work. It's not my primary thing. Um, I'm I really so yes having events on the farm where people can come together and kind of we have a a really pretty location you know they can connect to the land they can get out of the city they can eat good food and yeah nice you know play with beautiful things or you know maybe do some yoga or I'd really love to connect I have connected with an herbalist and I really want to have like some you know make some tinctures and things like that. Some I, those are just some ideas. Yeah, for helping the people connect. That's great. Future. That's great. But, yeah. So for your flower uh, planning, do you? It must be a pretty succession throughout the season, yeah. or is it pretty? So you have things all the time. Yes. So we also do starter plants for two stores. So that's kind of where we're at right now in April, and and that kind of kicks off, and then we do some spring bulbs. So that kind of kicks off our season, and our sales start in May, and then um, and then we do flowers you know through october so we have 12 successions of sunflowers we have three successions of um celosia you know we just we have all of the flowers we have multiple successions and so you're always planting then yeah it's intense it's very intense flower farming is intense it's not I mean, vegetable farming is intense too, but flowers, you really got to, you know, there's one and dones. So like sunflowers that you, you know. What'd you call those one and one dones? And do- that's what we call them, <laughs> one and dones. That's what my husband prefers because they're, and then there's like cosmos, which are beautiful, but you really have to keep harvesting them frequently. Otherwise they will go downhill quickly and the huh. plant will die. But they'll keep producing blooms, and rutabecchia is another one like that, where they'll keep producing blooms as long as you're harvesting them, you know. So we get on a schedule of morning and night. And so generally, somebody is harvesting every morning and night wow. during the season. So it is very intense. But the uh, but then your winters are a bit more... Yes. You can step back. There's not yes. other things that other people may have. Well, and I do some wreaths. I do some season extension. I think that that is where there is value, like finding a niche and finding, you know, some place where, where, um, where is that more dried things then? Or? Yeah, more drieds and greenery and things like that. Um, but also, you know, we do the whole, we use the holistic farm plan and, and that has been, Wonderful, and that was we became connected with that through the Land Stewardship Project Journey Person Program, which I also highly recommend. That was more of like an apprentice, like once you get to the point where you've been farming for a year or two, it kind of helps you hone what you're doing and hone your business plan. And that's something you did after the farm beginnings. Yes. Yep. We did that like two years into our farm business, maybe 2014, I think 2014, and we. Um, so that's when we started using the holistic farm management plan, which is based on your values and based on like you start with the quality of life statement and what you want for your lives. And that has been really helpful wow. to us. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, it's such a bad, like, I know people are talking about this. Chris Blanchard, I, he's such a wonderful person and he's done so much work and I know that he's, you know, he's learned through experience on a lot of it, but we talked to him early on when we bought our place and he said, 
You have to limit yourself with the farm because it will take whatever you will give her. <laughs> and so we often repeat that. Like yeah. it will take whatever. There's always something that needs to be done. There's and, always, and, and. right. Yeah. And I want to be a parent and I want to, you know, I, I, I like my husband. I want to continue <laughs> to do that. Oh, I want to be, you know, his part life partner, not just his business partner. So, yeah. Do you think it seems women too have a natural affinity for flowers, or we just love them? The beauty, yeah. the practicality. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? I mean, in the flower industry too, are there- I do totally. Yeah, I I think um, I don't know. I mean beauty, you know, that, that like wanting to create beauty and wanting to, um, foster beauty. There's that. I think also, you know, flowers are a great way to, it's like I said, you can do flowers on a small space. You can do flowers with very little capital and, and get started in that way. So I think that helps too, like for mamas who are looking for some, you know, some kind of farming outlet, business outlet. I mean, that's really how this started for me. So, um, yeah, so I, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I do think there is something to like, you know, just that wanting to create beauty and foster beauty. And then as well as just the logistics of it, I think it's easier set up. Yeah. For women. Cool. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots Project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.